All right, and welcome back to another episode. And today is going to be a continuation from last uh, our last video where we talked about you know stress eating, uh, um, really uh, eating disorders. And if you missed that video, missed that that uh, the audio, I suggest you go back and re-listen to it. Uh, but we did talk about how you know these these uh, disorders, this the, or whether it's a full-on disorder, or whether you're just having a a stronger desire to start eating more um, because of one reason or another that it it boils down to you know your mental state how you know the if you are chronically stressed or you're having a very stressful time in your life how those stress hormones can mess with the other hormones like leptin and the other hormones that that affect your appetite and your desire to eat or your desire to not eat um, but today we do want to go into more tips on how to I guess overcome that, or what to do if you are start you find yourself in that state, in that condition. And so, Dad, uh, what tips do you have today for those people who are are dealing with those issues? Well, uh, first, uh, is as a recap, you know these uh, conditions that are reactive. So the 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 nervous system actually does record record the information that we repeat, whether by behavior, by thoughts. So then it becomes a adaptive reaction. So literally the nervous system learn and then uh, we do it instantaneously. So we see food and we think it's bad. Mm -hmm. Or we see food and we think we need it. So those are those are the response. So they all they all uh, include emotions. So we need to understand that there are emotions involved with this. Whether you acknowledge it, you know, are aware or you're not aware, uh, there are thoughts. You may not be aware. It's because those thoughts you already have encrypted into this uh, nervous system. So the information is through circuit tracing maps. You're in front of something, whether it's your mom, let's say if your mom insists that you should eat, okay, then there is a uh, some mapping and circuitry and certain type of bonding that is perhaps not healthy. And you are producing resistance through your thoughts. And so you create this uh, reactive response. You see your mom and immediately you might be hungry because, you know, this is uh, the type of relationship where there is some kind of level of toxicity in the, in the environment that activate stress mechanisms. So, or maybe, maybe you see somebody that's perhaps a little bit overweight, or maybe you see a picture of yourself, or maybe you picture your mind overweight, it does create that response. It's automatic, you know, because you already have embedded this information. So it's just a matter of having a thought, and immediately there is a response. You know, I think I don't need to eat. And if I eat, I'm going to be fat, and I'm going to be unhealthy. So that is, is an issue here. So since we talk about emotions, and in, in there's engagement between this physiological response and biology that has to do with uh, the emotions, which is a response from the body. We have to recognize that there are three aspects on emotions. Number one, we need to figure out, you know, what is the level of energy that I have at that moment? Because as we see these stress mechanisms and all these um, conditions, mental conditions, you know, they are related to uh, chemicals, like hormones, neurotransmitters, okay? So every emotion is related to that, whether it's a pleasant emotion or unpleasant emotions. 
Okay? Those are not necessarily bad. And we just need to know it, understand. So, um, so I will ask myself, what is the level of energy I have at this moment? And it's, let's say my level of energy is high, okay? And maybe that means that my level of arousal is high. So then is it, uh, am I have a lot of energy? I'm an alert, which is high emotion, high, high energy, or I'm still a calming. I'm really calm. You know, like I'm, I'm about to sleep, no? Or maybe I'm just reflecting, it's coming. So it has to do with adrenaline and some of the chemicals. So the level of emotion, the level of energy is high, so then I have enough adrenaline in my system, okay? Or it's low, it is less adrenaline. Those are not bad or good, you know, because I could have a high level of energy, okay, and not feeling good. I can have a low level of energy and feeling feeling bad. So we just need to understand. So energy, so trying to understand where you are there. Am I with a lot of energy? Always, I feel like calm, okay? So once when I respond to that, the next thing is, is to understand how I'm feeling, okay? I'm feeling good or I don't feel good. Okay, let's say my level of energy is, let's say it's high, and I don't feel good. Or could it be that my level of energy is high and I feel good? So we have to really understand this because this is very important to understand what is really going on and how we're going to go about to do certain exercises and, and do some techniques. So after that, I need to really f- understand where my focus is. My focus is on the internal. You know, internal means uh, could it be physiological? I have an inflammation, colitis, sense of inflammation. I have a pain on my legs. I have a pain in my neck. Or it could be cognitive. See, I'm focusing on thinking, you know, on my, that I'm not worth it, on feeling shame on myself. I'm focusing on, you know, the fact that I think I will never change. So this is the internal part. Okay, so all these thoughts, what am I focused? Am I there now? Or am I focusing on the external? Okay, I'm focusing on looking at my father, who I think is to blame for everything that's happening to me. Or looking at my son, you know, who I think is responsible for the way how I feel. So this is an a, a inadaptive way to deal with this could affect, you know, the condition that we're in. So anyways, let's, let's, uh, let's repeat this so we understand. Trying to understand your level of energy at this moment. I could be calm and I can be depressed and with anxiety while I'm calm. Or I could be calm and I can feel good, okay? So not necessarily any of these represent anything bad because adrenaline is just a chemical. You know, I can be with energy because I'm projecting a future events and goals that I'm setting, okay? So that's good, okay? But I could have high level energy and I can be projected, let's say some goals, but maybe I'm driven by 
perhaps uh, arrogance or envy or jealousy. So now the whole dynamic changes in this hormonal inactivity, and now it's going to be a pump of uh, a number of uh, uh, biological chemicals dump into the into the body that's going to produce incoherence. No, I'm projecting the future, but I feel bad because I'm I'm probably breaking the ethics. You know, I'm trying to get what I want. Doesn't matter what who am I harming or hurting. So that's got to comprehend that. Okay. So now when I see that, okay, the next thing is. Uh, trying to understand, you know, what what's my intention, okay? What intention I have. So let's say my intention after I'm aware that I something is not really making me happy and it's making me feel uh, miserable. It's affecting, I don't feel really, I feel uh, some kind of level of, high level of pain. So the next thing that I need to do is be sure that uh, I try to understand what my intentions are. So normally we humans, sometimes we have to go to the barrel, no? At the barrel to start kind of reasoning and reflecting because high level of pain produce the tendency for us to kind of try to look for more than what we were looking for to try to solve the problems and reach our goals. So now we, we probably comprehend that it's more than what I see, it's more than what other people can give me is more than the caffeine that I'm drinking with coffee. It's more than, you know, whatever other uh, addiction I might be used to trying to, you know, tame the pain and reduce the. So I get to the level of conscience. I say, okay, this is not good. I need to change. Okay. And at that point, uh, I need to look at my intentions. So my intentions are to change. And I want to improve. So they got to be that. We got to get to the point. No. And this cannot be manipulated for anybody. This has to be our own. Okay. Of course, we receive the uh, support of family. We have uh, wonderful people that surround us, you know, friends. Uh, you know, there's God that's always trying to help us. There is everything else that we have in front of us. Okay? But of course, you know, when there is opacity, there is lack of clarity, lack of discernment, it's hard to see all the resources that are out there. So, but anyways, that's why, because, you know, sometimes I got to fall into the bottle, sometimes, you know, but we don't have to get there. Okay? But if, if that's the case, it's okay. We can, from that point, we can kind of take over our life. And that taking over our life, it has a little, there's a little bit of pain, no? but that pain could be transient. That means that it's going to be temporary. If I know how to go from that condition to a point where I can have actions that can help me to remove myself from the space, from the position of suffering, from the position of opacity, from the place of lack of discernment, okay, from all these tendencies. Okay, all these habitual behaviors. So I'm there now. Let's say I'm there. No. Mm-hmm. And this is about, we're talking about uh, eating disorder. But this applies to many, many different other uh, habitual behaviors that we have. So um, I have to set intention right. What do I want? 
So I need to decide, what do I, do I really want to stay on this highway? Okay, this is reflecting questions. We don't have to really think, analyze, just ask, do I really want to stay here? Okay, and then the next thing is consider, no, I've been on this place for a long time, trying to utilize all these different scapes and I've been running, I've been adapting myself through maladaptive behavior. Do I want this? Okay. Is it this going to get me into a better place? And of course, you know, the answer will be always no. This place is not the place you want. So just follow that. So what I want to do. So I have to really uh, think about it. And then, of course, it's easy. You know, I'm, I'm down here in the dark place where I feel suffering, pain, and it's uncomfortable. I feel lonely. I don't want to be there. No. So, okay, what I want. And I want to improve and correct these issues that are affecting my health, affecting my family, affecting everything that's around. So, so my intention has to be direct to that purpose. <clears throat> and then once Linda is there, the next thing is, uh, be sure that you are aware, okay? Are aware of your thoughts. Aware means not that you have to be fighting your thoughts or thinking horrible about yourself. Even if you have put yourself in the position of uh, training your mind, you know, into dark places. So that means that you're aware that there's something there okay, and exists. It's memories. It's not you. It's just memories. No? So aware of that. And be aware, and this is the key, yeah. We are aware of the possibility, just the possibility that I could change this situation. You don't have to really have, go with a full faith with that. Just a possibility. This is what is called hope. Okay? We all can experience that. Just ask the question, is it possible that I could change? And then or what if it's possible that I could lose weight or I can repair these damages that have been created by my mental state, my physical state, or by both, okay? So now just ask that question. And it has, you have to be sincere and you have to be uh, no, without any confirmation analysis and reasoning. You don't need to, you don't need to do that. Hope doesn't require any of that stuff, okay? It's a, it's, a, it's a sensation that's unseen. You don't have to explain it. We all feel it, okay? If you open the door, just like when you're looking at the stars, no? In a beautiful night, you reflect yourself and ask, what is it beyond those stars? It's just a question. It opens the door for reverence, okay? Opens the door for many beautiful experiences that you can actually have as you're in contact with nature. So in this case, this is internal. You have to do this internally. And then with that, here's some exercises you can do because there are emotions, it's hard. When there is strong emotions, you can be swift by this uh, physical, biological condition, you know, these uh, unpleasant emotions, which they're not necessarily bad. You know, because it's okay, you know, for us to feel, you know, anger here and there. What the problem is, if that's the dominion of your life, is that, is that emotion is, is dominant and is taking over your life. That's the problem. 
And then uh, you need to really comprehend, you know, that this is what is important to work with. So to remove this, you know, or trying to make sense of life and understanding, have clarity, <clears throat> under those conditions is difficult. So we're gonna use our body as an exercise because the first thing you have to do is be sure that you bring yourself you know, to the physiological point where the level of stress hormones are lower. And that will give will give chance for you to have uh, enough flow of uh, nutrients and oxygen on the brain. And, and many organs are critical for repair. So, and your entire uh, nervous system. So, so uh, the technique of uh, breathing is important, okay? Now, we are different in the way how we get to the place we get. You know, sometimes it's a lot of darkness in our mind. We feel lonely, desperate, you know? We feel shame and we feel like nobody understands. We're lonely. If you're in that place, so I recommend you to probably go to go to the woods. If there is a place where there's a lot of trees, go there. You know, where there's not a lot of noise. Just walk through the trees. Listen to the birds. See the little animals. Walk through. Spend about 15 minutes if you have anything close to your house. Okay. And do that every day. Okay. Maybe 20, maybe half an hour. Of course, this is just something temporary, but it will help you. Now, if your mind is one of those minds that never stops, it's like a chicken with no head, always thinking what you're doing here, here, and there, you know, what is going to happen when my wife say this, and I'm going to tell them this, and if she say that, it's going to happen this, and oh, okay, my mom, you know, so, you know, and then your kid, oh, I don't have any money, and then your mind is always ruminating. So if that's where you are, you go to a place where you can see, you know, of the vast view of the horizon. Maybe if there is a little hill close to you, just walk into the hill or drive into the hill. If there's an ocean, go to the ocean. If it's a lake, go there. Okay. And um, you're going to actually see, you know, a bigger view of the horizon. That helps. No. No. Um, not, not everybody can do that at any given moment. So here's some of the tips. You know. Um, if you have a high level of energy, because I already talked about that, okay, and you feel you don't feel good, because you know you can have a high level of energy and not feel good, that means you're under stress, and that happens with these emotions. Or you have a low level of energy and don't feel good, that means stress. It's just a different uh, um, complex mechanisms, but they are regulated by our thoughts. Okay, the, the way how we're thinking, and and it's bad. Either one is bad. No. High level of stress. Don't feel good, you're gonna probably, uh, you know, start making mistakes, okay? And acting and reacting and so forth and so on. And uh, don't feel good and low level energy, the same thing. You're gonna damage your body also, and you're gonna act and react in a way that you shouldn't. That's gonna affect your mind and your, and your body. So uh, going back, if it's a low level energy, then I recommend you that you go um, and get some cold water. Okay, you can use probably a small little towel. Okay, open the faucet all the way. Get get the water to very cold. You don't have any cold water in your area, then probably get some ice water. So very cold. Put the towel. You know, 
um, squish it so you don't have water in it and put it in your face. So, so leave it there for 20 seconds. Very cold, but right, right to cover the whole face. And then after that, you know, dump it again into the cold water, you know, squeeze it, and now put it in your neck. So this is going to help to produce a little bit of adrenaline and epinephrine in, in, your, in, in your body. Because, you know, these sensors that we have on our face and in this area will send signals to the brain, you know, to kind of do some uh, interesting things uh, that activate mechanisms and you're going to have a little bit more adrenaline. And that's good because if you feel very low energy, you need a little energy. You know? The interesting thing is that this is not going to put a lot of adrenaline. It's just going to put enough so you get out of that down and, you know, kind of look up into from a different state of mind. Uh, then uh, if you have a lot of energy and you feel bad, okay, you're running like a chicken, no? No, your mind is like everywhere. Now uh, get warm water, very warm water, okay? Dump the towel into warm water, squeeze it so you don't wet your face, and then put it in nice warm water in your face, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, then, then, then after that, do the same again and put it right in your neck. Now this time, when you have a lot, a lot of energy and uh, you, you feel bad, that means there's a lot of adrenaline and you don't want that adrenaline in your body. That's gonna, that's gonna block the ability to think properly, to see with clarity. In either way, in both cases, these conditions, you know, it, won't, it will affect you the way how you do things. You, you see things. And what happened is the problem is you, you're going to be, literally, you're going to be uh, managed by the memories of your mind. Your mind has information. You already been thinking about these things, and now it runs in automatic. And you are just thinking all over the place, oh, I got to tell my wife this, and, you know, I'm going to fight this person, and I need to protect against this other person, and why this happened, and so forth and so on. You kind of run, 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 you know, big problem. Or perhaps, you know, as I say, you you are not feeling good, low energy, no, because you are thinking, oh, for me, I feel bad, you know, I feel sad. I keep building these thoughts and keep adding it. So the level of adrenaline goes down, okay, which is not good either, unless you're going to sleep, okay, or unless you are reflecting or less, you know, there's something good, you know, you are kind of thinking on the examination you're gonna do, or you, you're trying to direct, direct your, the, the levels of energy to the right part of the uh, brain to help you, you know, to, to retry the memory that you want to pass examination. And then once when that happens again, adrenaline goes up and then there's connections and you know what to do. Okay, so that's it, that's, that's it. A kind of technique you can do. And the next thing is breathing. So, you know, breathing is important when you are breathing, you know, thoracic section goes up, your, your heart enlarge a little bit, that it produces signals to the brain, and then now breathing when you inhale. When you inhale, that happen. When you're exhaling, it's the other way around. So, if you feel a lot of energy and feel bad, then you're gonna do, you're gonna do a short inhales and a little longer exhales. 
So I would go like, that is if you are, if you are with, I'm sorry, if you feel like with a lot of energy, no? You feel bad, no? I'm upset, no? Upset with my father. Well, how come he could do that? And I'm gonna give him a lesson and you know, whatever it is. And then, oh, my wife, why she allow my father to come in? And then you are kicking in your mind, poor dog that's in the way. So in that position, you know, shower inhales, lower exhales. When a lot of energy, feel bad. If you have very little energy and feel bad, you need to do the reverse, okay? You inhale longer, exhale short. In that way, now I have more adrenaline, okay? So for energy, because I'm low, I'm, I'm sad, I'm, I'm depressed, I have inside. So it's a technique that you can do, repeat it 10 times every time you do it. And we'll continue with this in another session because I know we've been taking a lot of time to explain this physiology and trying to understand behavior and emotions and how to overcome these difficult times when we are engaging any kind of behavior, not only eating disorder, anything that will affect relationships, health, uh, the way we sleep, and uh, put us into addictions. It is detrimental and it's, and it's painful. So we we'll continue with this and we have more tips in the future. Well, thank you, Dad. And, you know, really, as you were pointing out, a lot of this has to do with, you know, bringing yourself back into a... Uh, uh, really a, a more normal state, a more calm state, a more uh, basically bring yourself back. I, I guess to, I don't, I don't know if this is the appropriate way to use this, but almost like bring yourself into a Zen, into like a more um, level, I guess, a level mental state. Cause as you pointed out, you know, when these things oftentimes are, they're habitual and they can be uh, brought upon, you know, because of the, these uh, maybe stressful associations you might have with, you know, like, as you said, your mother or with a scenario. And so it's important to use these techniques to bring yourself into a, a clear mental state so that then you can then see more clearly and make the decisions that you need to make in order to, you know, to be healthy, in order to make those, those, uh, those better choices for, uh, for your health and for your life. See, the idea is to go back to, to normal. And normal is not necessarily calm. You can be calm all the time. That's gonna that's gonna kill you because your immune system needs the stimulus that, that the the world produces through challenges to situations. Okay, you can also be in alert and a lot of energy all the time. That can destroy your body too. It's gonna affect your your cardiovascular system and it can affect so many other a mechanism internally. So this is where you actually daily, you are going through alert and calm, alert and calm during, during the day, you know? Things happen, you know? You can lose the power, alert, okay? You bring it back to normal, calm, because you already figured out how to fix it or, or do what you need to do. Then you go back to alert because the guy didn't come on time to fix the internet, okay? Then you make the phone call, calm. You see, every time you deal with this in the appropriate manner, then you always are going to be 
in this state where you actually are in homeostasis. So, but when, when we're going through alert and stay there for a long period of time, then it's problems. Problem for our mental health, our physical health. Or if we go to calm for a long time. And remember, when I'm saying calm, I'm not saying relax. I'm saying calm in the sense that we are entertaining thoughts that are making us sad or freeze us or thoughts that are making us not to say what we need to say when we need to say it in the way we need to say it. So we do not say no, okay? because also we can be in a state of calm by fears. Okay, I'm afraid to say something to my son because maybe he won't love me. And that those are the condition where if I stay there for a long time, uh, it's gonna produce some damage to our body, our mind, and it's, it's a prison that we're gonna live in. And it keeps us into a, a emotion that dominate our life. And of course, you know, not a place to be. And this is why we're doing this, trying to educate the communities and help people to understand this. Awesome. Well, with that, we'll wrap up. And again, if there's anything else you want us to discuss, let us know, and we will go ahead and uh, address those topics.